You're listening to The Outlet. G'day, Glenn. Welcome to The Outlet. G'day, Brent. How are you? Very good, thank you. Can you please share a bit about your personal journey in the construction industry and how it shaped your perspective on mental health? Yeah, yeah. So um, at the age of about 16, I guess, I got my apprenticeship in the building industry. So I've been building ever since I was at a, at a young age, just out of school. I left school at the age of 15. School wasn't for me, so working was my opportunity. But as time went on, building was quite a staunch industry and I never really you know back then it was never really anything mental health was never anything that you spoke about it wasn't anything you, you you tried to deal with it was just um go to work go home have a few beers every night and that was sort of it and I just rolled like that for years at the age of 18 I I had a suicide attempt on myself and to this day I still don't know what it was that caused it there was nothing underlying and and I never really faced it because once again back then and it wasn't all that long ago, but it was long enough ago that it's um, the stigma has changed a lot these days, and uh, there wasn't a lot going on back then. So I never really faced it. I never really dealt with it. I did a little bit of counselling, and then just sort of got on with my life and continued drinking. Drinking was a big part of my life, and it was also my biggest enemy, um, as it turned out as later in life. Obviously, I had really good times. I met my wife. I've had three beautiful girls, and, and things have been good. I've had my ups and downs, and I've been, but I've been in and I've never been settled. I've always been in and out of building, and once again, I, I can see it now. Hindsight's beautiful, but any time I got to pinch time, I'd run away. I'd go do something else, or think I had a better answer. Uh, I think it was just me mentally not facing what was going on with me, and then eventually, at the age of about 38, which is only six years ago, I hit rock bottom again, big time and really on a, on, a, on a bit of a bender on the booze and I was just very fortunate my wife came out that night and from that moment on I decided I was going to sort myself out and I changed the way that I approached it with people too. From the moment I got help, I opened up to people and it was very humbling from that very moment how many people actually turned around and said, well, I've actually been battling with it too. And, you know, and it, and it just got me thinking. It's like, holy crap, like everyone's actually going through this I, I i we always talk about it you're not on your own um, it's okay to be, not be okay but you genuinely when you're in that space you you feel like you are alone and it is a dark place you don't even though the answers could be written on a piece of paper in front of you trying to find them is really hard so yeah it, it's definitely changed the way i've approached things these days and i'm very open to talking to people or even asking the question are you okay you know and not and in that direct wording but yeah quite often i'll um talk to guys and girls and just see how they're getting on and check in with people regularly and nine times out of ten they're not getting along too well but they just needed to talk and usually get along nicely after that not that i have the magic answer but you know talking does wonders for people what are some of the key challenges or issues you see in the construction industry when it comes to mental health there's two ends of the scale i suppose i mean there's there's the the bosses and, and they've got the pressures of obviously staff and all the things around running a business and money and finances. So those, those guys have got a completely different stress to the guys just coming out of school and have got an apprenticeship because they've got the bullying side of things, you know. So when you've just come out of school, you've got all these guys 
think telling you you've got to just sweep up that's what you got to do and you've got to just harden up and deal with it but you know i think if, if guys changed the way they approached it with uh, these younger fellas they actually gave them more opportunity and realized they've actually got abilities and, and are capable of helping that that could fix that but um as for the pressures of the business i, I know there's a lot of people that are struggling financially and then you got the pressures at home and then you take those pressures home with the family and then you got family problems and it just snowballs one after another. It's not any one particular thing. I think it just keeps adding to it. You know, you don't just wake up and have depression. It's it's a combination of things that um, grow over time and then eventually you, you, things pop if you don't deal with it correctly. I mean, there's a lot of common misconceptions or stigmas surrounding mental health and within the construction industry, how do you think they should address that and overcome it? The biggest misconception is, you know, talking makes you weak. It's the complete opposite and and I've found that recently myself just by talking to people. The, the amount of people that you think have got it all and, and life's, living the life's dream are actually struggling more than the rest of us. I'm in a pretty good space these days and I know how to manage myself, but there's still guys at the start of their journey. Or, But it's really humbling to see people actually talking and, and because I put myself in a position of, you know, mental health advocacy, I've, I have got a lot of people approaching me and it's really good that they are. Um, I think it'd be great that if everyone gets a little bit of education around how to support people um, in this situation, then we can all be that person, you know, we can all help each other, just like just like we do with first aid, you know, you get it there just in case you need it. You don't always need it, but if it comes up, you, you're ready to help. So um, as much as I love it, I mean, I can only help so many people and I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone. I've got no magic answer, but I, I, I have got ears and I do listen. And I think if everyone learns how to do that and realise they're not, not needing to actually fix people, they're just there to be able to relate respond and if it is bad know where to take them you know help them because when you're in that position you don't it's really hard to take that step so to have someone say look would you like me to take you to the gp and i I wish someone had said that to me a a long time ago it took me a lot of courage to build up the guts to make that phone call to the doctor to do that you know i I think that's part of the problem too isn't i think everybody thinks they have to have an answer but you don't really have to have an answer like you said you just you need to listen don't you yeah exactly it's like it's like if someone cuts their arm and you and you go to help them you're not there to give them surgery you know you know you're not gonna start putting injections into them and start cutting into them with us with a scalpel you're just there to, to to prevent it being any worse and take them to someone who knows what they're doing. Um, you're in a clear space, hopefully, so you're in a position to be able to help them. You know, people, people seem to. We all seem to react. Um, even myself, you know, I went through this shit time, and I've reacted and said, right, something needs to change. Um, someone loses a loved one, they start being, you know, a mental health advocate. Like, we all need to understand that we need to stop waiting for something to happen to fix it, and we all actually have a role to play like now if your life's really good you're a very important person to help those that aren't doing well um so you should get some education you know whoever that person may be like you don't have to wait till you're in a bad state it seems to be all the people that have been through shit times go and get educated but you know a lot of the time it's too late they've you've either lost a loved one or you know it's you're already down the dark path so i i really believe getting the education in early before you ever need it and think that you're never going to need it you know plan for the worst and hope for the best i think that's the way we need to move forward in this um, space 
Tell me a little bit about Turn the Corner, how that came about and some of the work you've been able to do through that. Yeah, well, so Turn the Corner was, one of the things I do is get into the mountains and and that is a really good way for me. I I call it my meditation time. I, I love the concept of meditation. I'm just very bad at it when it comes to sitting on a chair and meditating. Um. But getting out in the mountains is how I meditate. It's it puts me in the pl- in the moment, and and I get some clarity on all the things that just seem to keep me up at night. So when I was out one time, I got so much clarity, and I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great to get others up here doing this? So yeah, I come up with that idea of you know with the averages of fifty three suicides in the construction construction industry a year. Um, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to climb my favourite peak fifty three times. And it just sort of evolved, and I, and I never wanted to make it a fundraiser. I wanted to make it an awareness campaign. I wanted to work on getting people talking and getting people engaged in the conversation about mental health. And so I opened it up for sponsorship, and sponsorship was by way of signing your company up to join me on a day of your choice. So your company come up, it was your day, and it's you, you to wave the flag and say, we support mental health, we will look after our workers, rah, 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 we're going to get mates in construction training. And I thought I thought we'd get a few. It blew up, and I ended up with over 300 and, 335 people climb Corner Peak with me over that period. There was about sixty different companies. I had people from Auckland that were down here that heard about it and came up. So it was pretty humbling. And I think it was so successful in the fact that it wasn't financially driven. It wasn't you know give me money, I'm going to put it towards counselling. It was just come and join me and let's talk mental health. Let's let's find ways to help each other because I don't have the answer. I've got a few ideas. I learned so much on that hill with other people, what they do. It's like, I'm going to give that a go. And I've got the rest of the South Island I now need to go hike because I've been given some pretty good spots that I should go. So one thing I do talk about a lot is grabbing your mates and taking them down for a coffee and having a chat. And and I could have had a chat with every single one of these people at the coffee shop and had a, you know, you get about an hour in the coffee shop and it's great. You know, it's, it's worthy. But to spend seven hours each day on that hill with these guys and girls talking mental health, you can never get that amount of time and talk mental health and business and how to better the business and what other people are doing. And, you know, you, you couldn't even have a meeting or a conference that would just be that engaged. So it was really positive what came out of it. As far as what's come from it, a lot of a lot of talks, a lot of podcasts like this, Master Builders, I did a podcast. I've got a, I've actually got a talk coming up with the Wapiti Foundation. So yeah, definitely doing a lot of talking. The police, the local police have asked me to do a talk for the students that they do a BLAST program. Um, BLAST is the blue light adventure and skills training they do at the Mount Aspiring College for the students. So um, I'm going to have a bit of a chat about mental health and my journey and, and point them in the direction of supports and what supports out there. So yeah, it's definitely a, a hell of a lot cracking on. I've I've also been lucky enough to touch base with Matt Ducey in this process, the national MP um, for mental health and wellness. He was very good to talk to and he listened to what I had to say about education. You know, they they're talking about wanting to put a lot of money into the communities, which is awesome. I really hope a lot of that money goes towards education because we're throwing all this money into support, which is great. You know, we need that. But there's no education. You know, that that's the cliff edge stuff, and it's clearly not working. Like, you can throw as much money at that end of it all you like, but it's not working. So when I explained what I was talking about and said, I think we need to put a lot more money into creating a national training sort of program for everybody, not just construction, but everybody. We're lucky we've got mates in construction, but 
this is not just a construction problem it's a it's a national problem yeah he was very intrigued and and, he, and when you put it there it's as obvious as and um so hopefully i will be meeting up with him again and talking more of, on on that side of things and see where we can go with that and it's not going to happen overnight but i honestly believe we need to take a step away from putting money into the services and, and into counseling because there's a wait list of months and months and months so throwing all this money into it and saying you have free counseling but you, then you're on a wait list for seven months so a lot of people just probably need to talk to a friend and with the right education for everybody a lot of us could probably support each other and then on the other token there's people that are going to learn that they're actually quite good at helping people and they'll go oh i might go and do a degree in in, in psychology and next minute we've got more counselors the wait list down less people are lining up it's just a win-win for me rather than throwing it all at the cliff edge it's too late i, I honestly believe and I'm going to keep repeating it over and over again until something changes. Education is what we need. Just like a St. John's first aid or any first aid course we do, it needs to be available for everyone. Not just social workers or people in that industry. It needs to be for every single person. And I'm, I'm trying to get chats with um, the apprenticeship companies and say, well, why, why do we not have, I was talking to BCITO and saying, why do we not have, um, you know, mates in construction general awareness training for your first year? of an apprenticeship it's an, a requirement to get it and then by the time you do your third or fourth year why are we not saying you have to have your connectors training it's, it's only a four-hour course it should be part of it just like getting your first aid for an apprenticeship you know it should be part of a module integration these guys these young guys coming in or whoever's coming through as an apprentice that that's where culture is going to change the whole industry will change from there and, and same with hospitality or any other industry, you know, same thing. You've got to get your first aid for all these things. But the one thing that's actually killing people is suicide. We need something general for the whole country um, rather than industry specific. Like mates and construction model is amazing. And what the, the program that they deliver is amazing. But that's only as good as the people that go and do it. If you're not going to sign up and do it, it's pointless. So we just need to get that ball rolling and get people thinking well it's just something i got to do every every two or three years let's go into a, a mental health training it's it's not that hard well glenn it's been wonderful talking to you thank you for all the work that you do you are making a big difference i know you think you got lots going on and doing a lot of talking but it does help so thank you so much for that yeah thank you very much for talking to me too i really appreciate the support i'm getting from everyone and, and helping me spread this word because i can't do it on my own it, it takes a team local news sport interviews and information the outlet